I did. I loved it. It was fun. About the nerd, 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 nerd is the word, nerd, 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 nerd is the word, nerd, 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 where the nerd is the word, nerd, 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 nerd is the word, nerd, 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 where the nerd is the word, nerd, 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 nerd is the word, nerd, 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 nerd is the word, nerd, 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 don't you know about the nerd? Well, nerd thirty-five is full of the nerds, nerd, 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 nerd. Everybody's heard about the nerd, 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 nerd is the word, nerd, 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 nerd is the word, I wanna nerd, 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 nerd is the word, nerd, 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 nerd is the word, nerd, 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 nerd is the word, nerd, 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 thirty-five is the word, nerd, 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 three-five, nerd, 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 nerd is the word, nerd, 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 about the nerd, well, everybody's talking nerd, thirty-five nerd, 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 well, a nerd. With John and Is that our new opening theme? I think it should be. I just thought of that on the spot. I was thinking about that the other day. We don't have a theme song for Nerd 35. And I was like, well, do we need one? Or should we just keep it nothing? Or, I mean, I, I think we need one. I think we need one. I think we should do an Agata DeVita, the all 30 minutes of it, and just see how many people <laughs> tune out before it's done. We'll be like, all right, here's our hour-long episode of Nerd 35. First half hour is that weird song. And Agata DeVita, that one? Exactly. I don't know. I like that one, but if we can change it to Nerd 35. I'm a nerd. Nerd. Because, I mean, you, you have time to make that. You know, you're not making president videos. Right Side now. projects. Side projects? We need more. You know what? I, uh, it was pretty amazing. I, um, <clears throat> I recently accepted, or maybe I requested and was accepted, a friend uh, with your sister, Melissa. And her name's not Melissa so Clark anymore. It's Ms. Melissa Anderson. Yes. Right? Thank you. And uh, it, it's crazy because she's got like kids now, and, and yeah, you know, she's like she's like an adult. And I remember her as like, you know, she was in like second grade, and we would just like torment her for like a weekend straight. Nothing's changed. <laughs> what is? Uh, where is she now? The last name is Anderson now, but we're hoping it goes back to Clark someday. Oh. You know what I mean? I would know. Oh, you don't like him? No, he's all right. He's he's a good dude. He <laughs> gave, he's a uh, a veteran. He was in two tours in Iraq, and he gave me his, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. He gave me his military uniform for videos. He said, "No uh, way!" Yeah, because he's he's out of the army now. He did his tour. He did his time. He's you know he's working now on, on in the civilian force, and. Uh, Right. He said, "Yeah, I know you do all these videos. I can't help but notice. Well, they're all Nazis. So <laughs> here, you know, if you ever do a video that you need this, you can have my uniform." And he gave me his military dress, and I'm like, "Thank you." So I have it in the closet. Yeah, um, because that grammar Nazi costume looks 
I mean, is that is that is that what you're using? Unfortunately, I'm using it for other things now, Fräulein. But uh, what? Yeah, no. Um, the grammar Nazi outfit is actually World War II reenactment uh, f- costumes that I bought from the Army Navy store. So if anyone says you can't wear that, you're Nazi. I'm like, actually, actually, I'm not. It's- it's a costume. Yes, right. Yeah. I'm not an actual Nazi. Please right. don't take this seriously. Right. Um, yeah. So when did she? Uh, when did she get married? 2010, I believe. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, it was cool though. He's a good dude. I actually met him for the first time the day before the wedding because she was living in North Carolina. And what? Yeah, the day before. And I was in. Los Angeles, and he was in like tours and you know overseas. So when I came home, he was either gone or she was in North Carolina. Right, and... it's not like you had a lot of time to meet him. <laughs> I got all these side projects I got to do. So um, yeah, it was cool. So at the wedding, I was like, you know, it feels like yesterday. Michael is her her husband's name. It feels like only yesterday. I I just met Michael, and that's because it was it was just yesterday. Uh, it was so yeah, Marty. It was, cool. it was. It's interesting too when you talk about that to see people how they are now, you know, with kids and stuff like that that you grew up with. Because he's like, I still remember you as a little kid. Like, yes. uh, my buddy Mike's sister just got married to one of our friends, which is weird because she was, she's like seven years younger than us. But, you know, when, it, when you're like 33 and 26 or whatever, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's like, why are you marrying John? You're like a little, you still have Backstreet Boys in your room. And it's like, no, I'm yeah. a teacher now and I'm an adult. I'm like, you're not. You're a little kid. You can't be anyone's parent. Right. John, do you ever get weirded out when people, you meet someone and it's like, when were you born? It's like 92, 93. Oh my God. And, and you're like, but I remember the 90s. You, I'm yeah. not that old. Stop. I was like, you know, manipulating adults in the 90s. You weren't even right. alive. Right. I was conning your dad out of money to plow his driveway, which I never did. I was lying to nuns on a daily basis in the 90s. I was getting pulled by the hair and screamed at. Yeah, by a music nun. That was just last week, which is weird. I don't want to talk about it, but by a music. No, the worst, the weirdest thing is when when athletes, like I was watching the Home Run Derby, Rizzo, it comes up and he's like, born in 1991. I was like, What? Dude, ninety-one. This guy's a major league millionaire. Exactly. I'm ten I, years older than him. I know. I was thinking about that the other day. Literally, I was. I was. It was that. It was a baseball player, and I was like, oh, he's like twenty-five. Like I feel like they're older than me because they're doing better in life and they look like they're bigger yeah, than I am. So I still look at them like, yeah, like rappers. They look like men. Like Notorious B.I.G. was how old when he died? He had to be like twenty-five or something, yeah, right? Like mid twenty. To this day, if I listen to him, I, I feel like he's older than me because like, he's bigger, his yeah. voice is deeper. I'm like, how do, how am I like 10 years older than these people? Right. <laughs> I know. It's so it's so weird. I think it's the Peter Pan complex that you know we're wired yes. with. We, we won't really – we're still like holding on to the majority of things that made us happy when we were like you know 12. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still listening to Doggy Style and my Walkman. <laughs> We'll be like 90 years old and we'll be like, hey, old man, move your car. And I'll be like, you know, you old elders need to start respecting your youngins. I'm I'm relevant. (laughs) Sir, your teeth just fell out. Help me. We got Jen Varel in the house tonight. What? Jen, come at you. You know, um, I didn't hear 
Jen last time when she kind of like popped in real quick and she was like, Ugh, I'm a woman. I'm a woman. Yeah, we're not going to get into that what that means, but that there's a story behind that. Matthew gets what naked and tucks his balls in between his legs. That'll conclude the I time know. we have tonight. I'm Matthew Clark with John Hassinger. We'll see you next week on Nerd 35. Oh, oh, the vagina man. Vagina man, yeah. He used to do that a lot at parties. When I was a lot younger. I mean, we're still you know, young. We're still 12, but... We we did something exactly like that, and actually took pictures of it. And this is back in the day when there weren't digital cameras, oh my so God. they actually oh. were printed. They were printed. Welcome to and Rite Aid. We, what like, the fuck? We totally forgot about it. We get the like roll developed, and we're looking at them. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me with the vagina. <laughs> what pictures? was the scenario behind it? You guys were just partying and. It was like, yeah, it was like me and Smith and like my brother and like Tom Williamson and we're all like drunk in high school, just being complete idiots. And I think it was one of those, it was around the time when we all saw Silence of the Lambs for the first time. You know, when he does that. I fuck me. Put the brush back in the fucking basket. (laughs) Oh, so that's what Jen was doing when she said, I'm a woman. That's what it was. Because I used to do that at parties and go. Hello, everybody. I'm a woman. And people were like, oh, Clark, it's so gross. And it, the sickest thing is from behind because you can see, like, the yeah. cauliflower. And I used to do it a lot when I was, like, 18. Like, every party I would do that. And it got so bad to where I w- walk up to, like, my friend's girlfriend. I go, listen, I'm going to do the woman in, like, a minute. I'm just giving you a heads up if you want to, like, leave. And they'd be like, thank you. No, thanks. The seriously. Woman. And they would, like, leave the, the, the ha- house, the party for, like, two minutes. And Pretend they don't know you. There was one time I did it at my yeah, my buddy Sean's house, and I came down and I was like, "Hello, buddy, I'm woman, I'm naked," blah, blah, blah. and nobody cared because it was like the last time I did it. And there was one kid there oh. that like was like met somebody in class and happened to come by, and they had no idea, and nobody gave a shit. So I just like yeah, and I walked back upstairs, and this kid goes, "Was that guy just fucking naked?" Yeah, Clark just does that. And they're like, "Yeah, it's just Clark." <laughs> Did he have a vagina? Yeah, what was that? He left like that night. He's like, because the, the sad thing is, I guess the scary thing for him was nobody really cared. And they're like, this is not right. Like, he thought that was normal. Like guys were just walking around nude. Is this the group? Like it was I the Hassinger house. Yeah. So it was disgusting. Thankfully, so, those times are long behind you, though. So you would you would be at a party. Yeah. And just drop your drawers yep. with your with your junk tucked. Yes. And say, I'm a woman. There we go. Hello, everybody. I'm a woman. <laughs> Usually there was some song accompanying it, like Ring My Bell oh, by Anita Ward. And would everybody just lose their mind? Yeah, it was just like... It's disgusting. So it was all dudes, though. It's not like, you know, this is a party of like 80 women. It's like, dude, it was like, it made me more sick because it's like... <laughs> yeah, right. Get so out. Was, were you with Jen when you would do this? Like, did Jen ever witness this? No, this is like... Uh, Last time I did The Woman was probably 2002. I mean, this is a long time ago. I was like 20. This is before, like, legal drinking age. Right. So that's what we had to do in Pennsylvania was get underage beer and drop drawers. Isn't that bizarre? Because I was doing the same thing in Chalfont oh when you gosh. were in Doyle's. That is so it. funny. <laughs> what would you do? What was you, what, How did you do it? John did the same thing, by the way. What did you do? Did you just come out or was it, like, announced? It would just be, it was more like a joke, like a game, like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Waiting, but they kind of do something like, you know, and it would just be like, 
you know, we'd all be sitting around talking, and when no one was noticing, I would, you know, tuck yeah. it in, and then real quick just pull the pants down and go, Vagina Man! The gentleman's tuck. <laughs> vagina Man! Wait, was yours Vagina Man? So I was the woman, and you were a Vagina Man? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if you and I combined forces back then, one would be in prison, the other would be in rehab. It's probably which isn't a too good far thing. off, by the way probably a good thing we went to different oh schools gosh. at that time because it yes. was only going we were only going to self-implode we, we were only going to destroy our inner selves hey you know what's interesting too i wonder if we were that age today if we would do that because i don't think i would because back then back then we sound like old dudes back then there wasn't facebook people didn't have smartphones it was my brother just posted a video Oh uh, on Facebook of his daughter jumping off a swing and he put it in like slow motion. Oh, cool. And he was like, and he was like, this is what my brother and I would have done if, you know, we had slow motion when we were kids. Yeah. And then I just started thinking like, what if we had Facebook when we were in like high school or even grade school? Like some kids oh. are on it. It would have been it, awful. Oh, it would have been so bad. Like my dad would have taken that you know, locked up the computer in a closet after one incident where I said something to someone, not realizing that a thousand people can read it. Right. And then, like, shelf on police show up, and it's like, John, you're done. It's like I, John threatened to kill someone. Right. What? I was just kidding. I wonder how that is, too. I wonder if we would have done the same bullshit we did in sixth, seventh grade, or fifth, sixth grade, if we had that then. I think oh. we would have done it, and it would have been, we would have gotten a lot of trouble, is what I think. It would have been way worse because we were always the ones, you know. Now remember, this is sixth grade. We're You're like bad. barely, we barely even know what we're doing. Right. And we're we're calling, our minds aren't even developed yet. Not even close because we have ADD, so it's like four years behind. They're still not else. right. So no, right. So we would call girls on the phone, just call their parents' house, and just BS with them, like no reason. Sometimes we just hang up on them when the mom would answer. So just imagine <laughs> the freedom that social media gives. Oh. What we would be doing, like, oh my god, our poor parents. It was so bad. I dabbled a little bit into that with. Do you remember AOL Instant Messenger? AIM. AIM. Mm -hmm. I I had AIM. We were what, like, fifteen, sixteen through. It was like soft. Whoa. Hold on. Sorry, my my high tech mic stand just fell. It changed. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Right. Um, Aim. I, th I think like sophomore junior year of high school is when we dabbled. You know, that's when like everyone was on it all at once. And there was away messages that was like taking a shit, and you're like, yeah. all right. I used to take. I was a little malicious with Aim because the way the AOL screen name font was set up was say your name was um, Inkman Four. You could take the capital I and make it a lowercase L, and it would look the exact same. So I would take my friend's names yeah. and create like L N K M A N four, and it would look the same. And then I would email them oh. and or message them, and they'd be like, "Who is this?" And I'd be like, "I'm you. It's oh. me." And I would like screw with people that way, and they'd be like, "You need to stop. Who is this?" And I'd be like, "I'm you. It's John." And then I would just start copying and pasting what they were saying. So they're like, "You need to leave me alone." And then there was this link. I'll never forget it. It was called dms100.org slash work sucks. And what it was, it was a joke website that 
as soon as you clicked on it, it would say, hey, everybody, I'm looking at gay porn over and over again. And oh. then a bloody asshole would show up on the screen and it would oh. keep going up. And the only way to get rid of that was to completely turn off your computer. You couldn't close the window. So I would you just had to yank the plug out of the wall. You, you had to. You couldn't close it. And so I would like message people and uh, like when they were in college libraries or whatever. And I'd be like, and I'd change the link. You know, you can like embed hyperlinks, which was new technology yeah. at the time. So a lot of people didn't know that. But I was like, oh, yeah. It a was, little when savvy. I figured out how to do that, I was like, whoa. Yeah. So I would be like, click on this for some funny YouTube jokes or something, you know? And uh, they'd click on it. Uh, and the next thing you know, two minutes later, they would sign off. And then, like, five minutes later, they'd sign on and be like, you're such a dick. I was in class. Yeah. And I thought it was the yeah. funniest thing in the world. You hear the door shut, and then it opened five minutes later. Oh, you're back. I um, I would make screen names. I, I remember two distinctly. One was Father Gerlach 93. <laughs> the originator. And I'd pose. And then Agnew, I would always use Doug Barber 22. Ah, oh, Doug the Slug. And, and he would pretend he was Doug the Barber, our barber from childhood. <laughs> oh, and like he would actually keep up a, pers- a persona? And Well, I mean, you know, you're doing it over chat, and for the most part, everyone knew it was the two of us, like, right away. You know, that was the problem with being the jokester. Yeah. You could never really catch someone by surprise or confuse them because they just always assume it's you right away. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you can only, like, fool somebody once, like, early when you yeah. know them, and then it's... You're, or even it's if done. they were part of you doing it to someone else, then if you try to do it to them, they just know. Right, they're going to they're gonna call bullshit right away. And then... Do you ever try to backpedal on that, too? And you're like, no, it's not John, it's Ron. Ron Cassinger. I've barreled through lies like no one. <laughs> Especially with that guy. Like, one time we wore, Agnew and I wore, the Scream masks and went to Jen Espada's birthday party. And this is, like, sophomore year of high school. So, you know, Rye and, and Jen and all them are in, uh, in they're freshmen. Right. And she has one of those, you know, co-ed parties down in the basement. Those were wild. And, and you know those windows I do. Basement? I know exactly what you're talking about. The little windows that were, like, on the ground. Right. So we kind of poked our heads in there, and, you know, the screen mask, it's white, so you can see it even if you're in a lighted room and it's dark outside. <sighs> and we kind of banged the window twice, and everyone freaked out. Oh. And Agno and I take off, we get to the car, we make it away. Of course, like, as soon as my brother gets home, he's like, John, that was you, wasn't it? I was like, yeah, how did you know? He's like, <laughs> wait, wait, you just sleep. showed up at a party, like, it was for somebody else. And you just showed up, like, you heard, you caught wind of it. You showed up and did that and just, like, got in the car and drove away. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I know. All that prep for, like, about two minutes of, like, a rush. Worth every second of it, though. Yes. Worth every second. But my brother's like, D- was that you? And I'm like, yeah. Did, that, did everyone freak out? And he's like, well, yeah, everyone knew it was you. I'm like, how? He's like... I live with you, and I ha- I know you have screen masks, like the one Agnew used I bought it for you yesterday. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, so what did you just say? Oh, that was my brother? And, and he's like, no, <laughs> somebody asked Rye, was that your brother? That's so funny. I was like, great. 
Yeah, yeah that's right. what I hated about trying to trick people. It, it gets harder and harder. Yeah, you have to but be like now, more creative, and then the more creative you are, like that's so good. Only Hassinger could have thought of that, and you're like, ah, foiled <laughs> again. The old man-eating toaster bit. Like when I used to call Katie Carrado, uh, just purely for the John and Agnew show, but I'd call her as her like boot, boot club, boot camp, coach. And she wouldn't know it was me because oh, yeah, I call from my work line, so she had no idea who it was. And I'd be able to like you know change my voice enough where she didn't know who it was. So that that was like my last you know good prank. That's I'm the good. ultimate prankster, Katie. Pranksters. We were talking about this. We still have to do the uh, prank call to the dealership. And I was thinking earlier of how good you and I, because you and I perfected our prank calling at a very young age we were like 11 12 and we were yep. rocking it yep. i mean and we weren't even recording it we were just doing it for the hell of it for shits and giggles yeah i was thinking <laughs> about this this morning we were like bored. we were bored and we were doing it more it was more for the other person and for your own yeah. enjoyment than like to play a prank on somebody it was like if you can succeed in this and get them right. to believe you like that was that was fun and we were always pretty respectful we were never like you're a dick i'm gonna kill you you know we were we were always like funny like it was always we like basically, a, a fine line. We basically just tried to keep them on the phone as like another character. Right. Yeah, you know, like, as long as you could. It's like a time thing. It's a time yeah, trial. Like, let's see how long they'll like believe that I'm like a real person even though I'm st- – I don't know what we – I don't know what voices we'd use. But it was never just speaking normally. No, it was always something different. I think Scardy and I used to do that okay, a lot. Voice. Yeah, hello. You know, Scardy like, and I used to create this character called – Lord Delaney. He was an English lord from the House of Parliament. And we would call <coughs> random numbers in the phone book. Or we would just yeah. actually we would just do number roulette. We would just do star six seven to block the number. And yeah, of, course. of course. And we Didn't would just do like one. let's do a two one five number. Let's do a three four oh. And then we would just do random numbers. Oh. And we'd get people and they'd be like, Hello, hello, you know, whatever. It was usually late at night because we're like drinking. Right. And it was like uh Yes, hello. This is. Would you accept a call? Like Biscardi, we get on and go. Would you accept a call from a Mr. Lord Robert Delaney of the Manchester <laughs> Sussex on a business call? And you know, nine times out of ten, they would hang up. But once in a while, we got that one person that's like, "Okay, what's this about?" We're like, right. "Yeah, we understand your company. We're planning on expanding in the states, and we kind of want you to be spearheading the project." Now, when your company does this, did your recruiter tell you about this? And we we had this one guy one time on the phone for like ten minutes, and you just hear his wife in the back going, "Hang up." It's yeah. a prank. And he's like, no, I, this is important. I'm looking for work. And uh, <laughs> and then we had this other character called Bill Tuckett that Biscardi did. And Uh-oh. it was a southern gentleman. And uh, same scenario, random number, nine times out of ten, they'd hang up. But you get these people, and they'd be like, hello. I'm like, yeah, this is Bill Tuckett. We met at a catered affair about last week. And I think about expanding the region. All the calls were about expanding into some region. <laughs> Yeah. But we used to do these calls, and uh, oh, they're so funny. What we used to do um, in at, at my old job at RN Network, uh, me oh, and this Network. character of a guy, Chuck. Chuck, I, I've mentioned you to him. He played minor league baseball. Yeah. Um, we would prank call liquor stores. <laughs> And, and we would we'd have like a we'd need one answer but we'd stretch the call as long as we could you know not letting them answer us 
<clears throat> after we asked the question, like, oh, do you have this certain bourbon on hand? Oh, well, I'm not sure. Well, you know, I'm having a, I'm planning a party. I'm going to have a lot of people, <laughs> you know, and just try to never let them go and do what you're what you're asking them to do. And we oh, that's pretty got good. Bored. We got bored with that. So we started calling police co-work- stations, coworkers, cell phones and pretending we were the IRS. So, oh, we'd that's across, pretty good. We'd look across the sales floor and see, you know, what recruiter or what consultant was on the phone you know, with like a client or a nurse. So we'd be like, all right, they're not going to pick up their cell phone. Let's call them. So we'd call from our work line. So it would just show up as like 866, whatever, you know, they don't, nobody knows right. any number. No, nothing is memorized. Uh, and, and, and they would see it and we'd leave a message like, hello, Miss Richards. This is uh, Tom Starbin from the uh, uh, Internal Revenue Service. Uh, I'm just referencing code 27230251. A G, uh, there are back taxes paid. We will um, send the tow truck to take your car this afternoon if the code for two one three seven five one two A G is not uh, paid. You know, and and just <laughs> what do just I do? Up, like, dude, the number, the number fools everyone. If you just spit out random numbers and it seems like some code, you know, they're like, oh my god. Reference case number four zero three B two. Uh, the fact that you called from a one eight, you called a one eight six six number was one eight six six is what was showing up the caller ID, right? Yeah. See, that's brilliant. Like, uh, I, I think part of prank calling is if it's unavailable, it kind of discredits right away. Like, I don't even answer unavailable calls. No. But if it's a one eight six six, it gives like some credibility. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is like a legitimate thing entity calling me. Right. I need um, to answer I'm not this. Pick up. If they leave a message, it'll either be like a robot and I won't have to listen, or it'll be like a person and, oh, shit. Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, those are the and worst, they'd, too. They'd call that number. And sometimes sometimes they'd call us back, and I and I knew it was them because they'd call me from their desk. You know, they, they'd yeah. call. So it'd say her You could hear them, ID. like, live. And, you know, I'd go right into character. Internal Revenue Service, this is Richard. I'd give, like, a different name. <laughs> Hi, uh, Tom called me about a uh, code oh, that's number good. and read the number back to us and and dude, we'd be in tears because we sat close to each other so i'd be right that's there. so brilliant i know man. it's a oh. lot of fun i kind of start doing it with these people i work with now they work all over the country yeah you should do Just it call them from my cell phone on their work line Record. John, we're listening to the podcast right now. We can hear it's you pranking me. Oh uh, no! Uh, uh, I'm a woman. John, Must we know it's you. some miscalculation. Seriously, but it's some miscalculation due to the reanimation. Oh, the other <laughs> side of the from? token. What's that? Reanimation. What is that from? Austin Powers. Oh. Look what happened oh, to Mister Bigglesworth. Surely I wasn't able to anticipate feeling complications due to the reanimation. Oh yeah. Oh. Surely I was able to well done. You know what's another cool prank? Did you ever do this? Is This takes a little bit of finesse and planning, but you have a party going on, and you have everybody in on this one joke. Like, uh, Let's just say there's like 20 people in the room, mm-hmm. and someone's coming later. You have somebody create a signal, like they cough or they lift their arms in the air, and at that mm-hmm. time, everybody coordinates talking silently but miming their mouth, and somebody turns the music off. So one person that, that is in on it thinks that they went deaf, so Uh-oh. you're just like, you can ring my hey, what's up? And then it's just Uh-oh. moving mouths, and people 
you know, it usually lasts for like five seconds because somebody yeah. will make a noise when you're drinking, but it's like, what do you, what the hell is that? Uh, what the fuck just happened? Oh you know? my God. Yeah. That takes some coordination, I bet. Yeah, it can only be pulled off. Like you gotta yeah. have like a low number of people in the room. Yeah. Hey, at yeah, it's like, best with like, at like the first, at like the next commercial during this game. Everyone just start talking, but don't right. make any noise. <laughs> exactly. Or change all the clocks ahead in the in the office, like computer clocks, wall clocks. Oh. When somebody's out to lunch and they come back, they're like, whoa, it's it's not 4 o'clock. Oh. My phone says 1. It's like, you must be high because you've been gone for three hours. You missed a call. The boss is pissed. You're fired already. You're, you're fired. Is that you're fired? Is you're that fired. Uh, you've done that before? Reset and move all the clocks? No, no, we did before, yeah, but not any time recently. One thing I used to do that in the workplace that I think is hilarious, but people didn't really like it was two things. One, I was I would, if they had Pandora, which like everybody does. Right. A lot of times, it's you know, if it's like an older person, it's like Nora Jones or whatever. I would seat it with like gangster rap. Their yes. station, if they didn't lock their computer, so yeah. they'd be hearing like James Taylor, like I've seen fire and I've seen rain, and then you'd hear straight like, out of Compton, straight out of Compton, yeah. and you're like, what, what is this? Or I change their Google, you know, you can change like the Google language because it's worldwide. Uh, oh, I would yeah. change it to like Finnish, so they're yeah. like, what, what, what is? This? I have a virus. <laughs> I would change it to like Chinese. On the other side of the token. <laughs> On the other side of the token, I have some outstanding debt with, like, credit cards. Um, Oh, yeah. Discover card. And my philosophy is – I won't get into this whole thing. But in a nutshell, I lost my login. I paid my Discover bill every month. And when I tried to log in one time, like, I forgot my password and it locked me out. And I didn't have any record of my Discover card. Like, I should have. It's my fault. But I would just log in for years and just pay it off. It was, like, a few thousand. Yeah. And uh, I lost it, so I called to get my username and password, and they wouldn't give it to me because I didn't know my account number. And, like, it could be fraud. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll pay you over the phone. And they were like, well, what's your account number? I was like, I don't know. I'll, I'll give you my social. And they yeah, wouldn't right. let me pay like, them. It's the weirdest thing. And I said, look, I want to give you money to pay. <laughs> what can I do? And they said, you don't Why have your account number. aren't you taking my money? So they wouldn't do it. So I just said, fuck it. And I didn't. I just stopped paying it. And eventually, when it gets sold to a third-party collector, the way that works, right. you know, is they've sold your debt. So you're not paying money to Discover. You're paying money to – the credit card company takes it as a write-off. So if John Smith is not paying his bill after eight months, they're going to sell it to, you know, Wyoming County Debt Collection Recovery. And they get like right. half of that money, and that's it. They write off your account. You're done. So then it's up to this collection agency what? to get the money to, to make their money back. So once somebody, once a credit card company pay, sells your loan, I take it as like, well, I'm not dealing with you anymore. I'm done. I'm not paying this Nazi yeah. company in Georgia because yeah. that's not my credit card company and you sold it. So it's cleared. Yeah, yes, right. it's sold, except, you know. Call the police. Right. So once in a while I get these calls. I haven't gotten them in a while. But for the Discover... And I used to get them in the morning when I was driving to work at my old job, and I had such a long commute because of the traffic that I would answer and I would fuck with these people so bad. Yes. Did you do that too? No. Well, yeah. I mean, I have, but what would you do? 
Well, they would call. They would say one thing I would do is if I like wasn't really in the mood was I would do like a German accent or another language until they got frustrated. And another thing I would go, hey, this is Matt. And they'd say, hey, this is, is this Mr. Clark. Yeah, that's what I just said. Um, you know, we, we, we're from so-and-so collection agency. We have a thing. We want you to make a payment. I would say, yeah, you know what? I'm in traffic. If, if you don't mind, I'll get my credit card out and I'll, we can take care of this right now. Oh, okay, great. Uh, before we do it, though, I need you to listen to me sing a song. Yeah. And it's Kiki D and Elton John's Don't Go Breaking My Heart. And if you <laughs> can play the – Right. Yeah, and I had it so – I was on speaker and they could hear it. And I said, if you can do the Kiki D part, then I'll I'll do Elton John and I'll pay this off. Sir, I, I can't do that. We're just trying to – no, no, no. I will pay the whole thing in total. You just have to do this. One swipe. One this thing. is all over. And it's all done. And they Your would never do it. I'm like, all you, I just, I was dying to have, it would make my day if somebody was singing, don't go break it, because I'm not going to pay it. But nobody ever did it. And uh, no one ever did it. No, they never, I never got them to sing it. They would just say, or then I would just, that's amazing. Yeah. Sing with me. Sing with me. And then I'm going to do this. Once in a while, they would laugh because at the end of the day, they are, they, they hate their life. You have to hate your lives if you're working there. Right. Debt collector. Yeah. Like who 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 wants grows up want to be a debt collector? You're not you putting to be anyone good good news at all. No. Well, and, and the amount of people that hang up on you, I mean, it's almost a lost art because oh yeah, legally you can tell. And I knew all the tricks because I would Google it. So I would say this is my work. No-, like when I got fed up with them, I'd say this is my work number. Uh, yeah. You can't legally call here anymore, and they legally can, or you could sue them. So they would go, okay, what? what's another number I can have? And I would say, oh, I'm not giving that to you because I don't want to talk to you, and I don't think I'm going to pay off my debt. But you can't call this number, and they would they would never call again because you that's you get in trouble with the that's the law. You can't if you can't call somebody's work and harass them. You no can do it way. once. You can do it once, but once they tell you it's their work not to call there, they can't do it. Is and that I never true? had a problem. Yeah, yeah, I googled it. It's in the uh, it's it's a law. It's a I federal googled law. It, so it must be true. No, no, it is a federal law. I I believe. I'm sure you looked in the right place. I would have looked at like you know the first ask Jared or whatever that you know ask dot com. Yeah, or or the subway Jared, and it'll make you take your pants off. Hey, did you? What? Funny or Die did something with him today, and I didn't watch it. Did you? No, I didn't. What did they do? Uh, it was like Jared sitting there on a couch with like a book in his hand, and the the caption was five dollars. Jared tells his side of the story. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. This is funny or die. This can't be real, right? It'd be amazing if Jared, you know, was on the show. Got funny or die to like let him do that. I'd actually respect him more. I would too. But I feel like it's got to be a joke. What happened with Jared? Well, they, you know, they confiscated like a bunch of computers from his house because uh, the guy who actually hooked him up with Subway got busted like 10 years ago for child pornography and you know after that all settles and paperwork's filed and all that shit and 10 years go by they're like all right now we gotta go check out jared because what the hell's he got are are they just investigating it right now and he hasn't been charged i mean has he been charged with a crime no there's nothing has been charged but it's like in correlation with uh child pornography 
scandal or whatever, yeah. uh, you know, you need to be investigated now because you were connected to this guy. And they dropped him at Subway, of course, when that happened, which has I to get- suck too if if he is innocent and didn't do anything because that's his only gig. I mean, who the hell is Jared? He was a spokesperson for Subway. I mean, that's that's his life. So he has yeah. no money coming in now. I mean, like that's it's got to suck. But I mean, he made like I think he's I think he's worth like eight million. Yeah, he's probably a, oh eight million that much. I yeah, that. like I think he's he's worth a lot. Um, and you know who cares? Now he can just do it. I mean, it's like the biggest con of all cons. He got a job. He became a millionaire just by like losing a hundred pounds. He yeah. still weighs like 300. He's still a big, oafy fuck. I'm Jared. Whatever. He ate Subway for a year, lost like 100 pounds, which a 400-pound man can do pretty easily, and <laughs> became a millionaire. The and Subway guy. he's about diet. to go to jail for child porn. We got to get him on the show. Allegedly. Um, that would be amazing. You I don't know, know if should... he's doing interviews. Well, well, we'll say with the IRS and your Tom... Bergen from the IRS, and we'll get him the call. We'll say we're from the child kitty division of the FBI, and because that's not a felony. Referencing, uh, referencing case five one zero two US two nine eight one five dollar foot long. I love that Ooh. jingle. You know what's funny? I just want to put a cap on the uh, cherry on the pie, if you will, of the whole prank calling, debt collecting. Is uh, on the other side of the token. You know who the nicest people? Collect trying to get your money or to deal with, believe it or not. What? The Who? IRS. What? I owed some taxes two years ago because I was collecting unemployment for a time. And like an idiot, I didn't think you had to pay taxes on it. I was I thought, I have a job. Like give me money. Wait, hold on. Clark, hold on. I was just posting something on Facebook on oh, yeah. the show. Yeah. Start over. Yeah. Sorry. No, that was it. The end of the show. Good. <laughs> No, I was saying the nicest, pe- the nicest people to deal with debt-wise are the IRS. I owed some taxes like two, three years ago because I was I had collected unemployment for a few months, and right. I didn't declare taxes on it. I didn't, you know, I have ADD. I'm doing my own taxes. Like, there's going to be a problem. Right. So I owed like 800 bucks in back taxes or something, and I got the notice in the mail, and I was like, oh, the IRS. Like, I'm, I want to take care of this. This is the government. Yeah. So I called, and I got this woman on the phone, and she was like the nicest person, and the reason being is because a lot they used to be kind of relentless and people would like kill themselves and things like that because you know the government's coming after you and whatever Hoover. so she was so nice and i was like Hoover yeah bills, yeah what's that hoover hoover bills johnny hoover bills there's all these well, hoover bills come scat your brain we're going to a dilly duke joint at the windmill we got magenta <laughs> finch magenta My get your sweet ass over here yeah so what um so didn't hoover start it uh, I believe that's true. Hoover? Yeah. Hoover. Until they spun it in uh, Boardwalk Empire. But they're like the I'm nicest like people ever. They that. used to be brutal. They used to be brutal. Yeah, they were super nice. And I talked to the woman and I said, uh, I'd like to make payments for this, and, you know, take care of this. Uh, she's like, sure. How much can you do? I'm like, I don't know, 200 a month. She goes, do 100 a month. I'm like, even better. And nice. she's like, thanks for calling right away and taking care of this. I said, yeah, I just don't want to go to federal prison. You know how it is. Or do you? And uh, they were just super easy to work with. And f- the way I, I interpreted the conversation was they have so many big fish to fry with like millions yes. of dollars of people that my 800 bucks, they're like, yeah, no problem, kid. 
We'll just right. set it up for you, you know? You are not even a blip on the radar. And by IRS, I mean Erwin R. Scheister. I owed him money from a, a bet, and I had to call him. He was just a, a gentleman to deal with. He's a, he's, a, he's a bastard in the ring, but a gentleman at the desk. Right. He's a right gentleman down the, the middle. He was Jeez, a he's only numbers, no room for interpretation. Interpretation. Yeah, Bad. so. Yeah, man, it's all good. So I hated to uh, request um, what I asked you earlier today about uh, the August 30th show of the Podcastle with Sean Canaan. Yes. <clears throat> with the great, most underrated villain of all time, Sean Canaan, played in uh, Karate Kid 3. He's going to be on the show, and I'm going to be flying back from Colorado. I get back at like, I land at 10, so I'll be here at like 11. So what would that be, 8 o'clock your time? So 8 o'clock Sunday night, if he can't do it, it's totally fine. I'm just, I'm just sad that I'm going to miss it. You know what I think we should do? I'll ask him to uh, his availability. We could do like a night because he's going to Skype in. He's not going to come to the house. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think we should do like a, a, a weeknight thing because I'm thinking maybe that would even be better for him on a Sunday or right. then a Sunday because, uh, you know, he's got kids and stuff like that. Yeah. So And I think I have so many questions to ask him. Like do they film every single day? I don't because know. Aren't soap operas on every day, like year-round? Like they don't have a summer break. They don't film every day. I know when I had lunch with him right. last time, he was it was the off-season. And uh, it was funny because another like, soap opera guy came up to him who happened to see him. And they're like, hey, Sean, what's up? And he's like, you know, oh, I'm just no waiting way. for the next big thing. And he's like, that's so-and-so. He's on he's on Young the Restless or whatever. I'm like, I have no wow. idea. I'm not gay. Um, <laughs> I don't know soaps. I know you because you're, you're cool. But um, – yeah. But I know he was off that time, and uh, what I think we should do for that show is he was really tough to lock down a date because we tried July, and then I tried the 22nd, and he said he has to work that day. Like, they're actually – he's doing something that day. Um, okay. So what I'm going to do if this is cool with you is I, – I don't want to do the interview without you. We need to have this dual thing. I'm going to ask him – I'm going to say, look, let's keep the 30th, but if you have another day that week or whatever at night, Let's do that instead because it'll be quicker. And I'm going to spit it in a way where it's like, uh, you know, it's not on a Sunday. You don't have to do this. So yeah, I'm going right. to say if there's any – because I, I definitely want to do them like really soon. And the weekend after, I'm gone in New Jersey. So maybe we could do something during the, the night that week, like okay. 35. But whatever you think. But I'll definitely ask him. Yeah. Yeah, I would just say like, you know, is it easier for you uh, – to do it a different day than Sunday. Right. Uh, so hopefully he doesn't say, no, Sunday's perfect. And now that you asked me, I'm not doing it at all. <laughs> and he, he gives a karate chop through the phone. Just say like, you know, I was talking yeah. with the other guys and, and we were trying, you know, we want, we want this to be convenient for you, for you. We don't want this to be a hassle. You know, right. Sunday. Okay. Or what night is How better? about Christmas morning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right around breakfast time. Right around that first pancake. Wait a minute. But no, I, I have so I'm about to have Christmas dinner. Nope, you're about to get on with three guys on Skype. Biscardi's <laughs> bitching tonight about New York. What? Biscardi's bitching about New York. He is? No, I'm just saying that's just being oh, stupid. Oh, that's what, that's what he's sitting with. No, I, I can't wait to, uh, to, to, to meet him and talk to him. Yeah. 
Dude, he is a good-looking dude, too, from, like, a straight man. Uh, You're like, dude. I have to, like, get my shit in order. Yeah, I'm going to do a lot you know, of research. My, friends, my friend texted me today. I'm on this group text. I'm on this group text. Yahoo uh, chat. With these guys. Right? You're in a group text? I think we just lost John. If you're listening, uh, tweet us at the underscore podcast. And uh, be happy to do it. All right. So uh, talking about a few things tonight. Prank calls. Things of that nature, and we enjoy um, everything that uh, God has bequeathed on us. And I just feel like uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm just trying to get John back on the show, I'm connecting here through Skype. So I'm just kind of bullshit. I'm not even listening to what I'm saying right now. So let's get back down to the serious issue of the day. Uh, we do have Sean Caden on the show, August 30th. He's scheduled to be. John's gonna be flying about. So we're going to try to get uh, another date involved. Uh, but one thing about Sean Caden that's cool is he's a very diverse actor. He's obviously, you know, from Karate Kid Part 3 and other films, but um, he does a podcast himself called Caden's Rules on Wednesday night. Um, he did a rap video, which I'm proud to say was inspired by the Grammar Nazi. He came to a Show Your Shorts, saw the Grammar Nazi, loved it, and said, dude, I want to do one like that. So I inspired Sean Caden to do the Grammar, the, uh, his... I'm a soap opera star. That's one of my proud, crowning yeah. achievements. Hey. He did a better job, though. Hey, what's up, man? I don't know what happened there. I dropped off. I dropped my pants. Like like usual. Down my pants. So, yeah. You, we'll do that with are you, uh Did I just hear you say you're starving? No. But I am. Um, no, I was just saying, I was just tooting my own horn and saying I was actually the Sean Kanan did this funny video please YouTube it called I'm a Soap Star and it's a rap video no uh, way. where he's rapping and when I met Sean he came to show your shorts and I coincidentally aired the Grammar Nazi rap and he said dude that is so cool I want to do something just like it and he did a rap video and I'm proud to say the Grammar Nazi inspired uh, no way. Mike Barnes from Karate Kid 3 to do a rap video. And he's tweeted out the Grammar Nazi before. I haven't favorited and like retweeted a hundred times. He's uh he's right. a fan of that rap. So and he's a good dude. He's from Pennsylvania. He he gets He is? Yeah, he's from Pittsburgh. And uh, uh yep, he's a good dude, man. Yeah, yeah, the fake Pennsylvania. But is he, is he a Pittsburgh is he a Steelers fan? No, he's actually a Browns fan, I think. He, oh, he, he lived in Cleveland for a while, too. And I made a Bernie Kosar reference. And he goes, ha, Bernie Kosar. <laughs> I said, yeah, I played Tecmo Super Bowl. Which I played, by the way, with Ryan Hassinger one time. And all Ryan did was Bo Jackson zigzagging. And I'm like, dude, just, you gotta, I get it. Yes. You know that. But it was the whole time. And I was like, there's no way. And I was like the right side of the screen. Nobody knows what the hell yeah. I'm talking about now, so I apologize if I'm rambling. There's a Te game called... Tecmo, everyone knows. Yeah, Tecmo. And I played... I was like over your house, chilling one night, listening to The Chronic. And yes. Ryan and I played like a game, and I, I think I quit by halftime. It was like 50 to nothing, and I'm like, I, was, I'm done. That was every video game I ever played with Ryan. Uh, halfway through it, all right, I'm done. You, you beat me already. Yeah, he tore. He was ruthless. It wasn't like, well, I'm 30 points ahead. I'm gonna throw you a few bones here. And no, he, no, he just pounded it in. 
it's extreme. That's how Rai is. I mean, that's why he's, you know, so successful. He's just very intense. And I think that's why I'm so laid back. I was like, I can't compete with this. Yeah. I'm checking out early. So I'm going to go have a beer. Average for the rest of my life. I'm going to Crate and Barrel right now and registering. John, you registered yeah, tonight at Crate and Barrel. Yeah, that was fun. It was weird. It was like, so Heather obviously had a definitely different upbringing than me. Uh, you know, being Jewish from Got Long Island, New York, and I being Catholic from the suburbs of Philly. That's two different worlds. Yeah. And so she's picking out all this stuff that's like, in my eyes, like gaudy, shiny, sparkly, Jewy stuff. Oh, really? I don't like. I like don't gold like. couches. Not <laughs> exactly. A gold like, man. Yeah, like just yeah, like gold or just silver, like overly overly shiny, just gaudy. I mean, you know what, I'm, what I mean. When I yeah. Say so gaudy. are you like? Do you are you more like a minimalist? Like we have a, we have some a nice TV, nice house, and all that stuff. Nice couch. We're good. We don't need to like make it like Persia in here where there's like crap everywhere. I don't. I don't like shiny things. Can you hear me? Yes. Sorry. Cat's going crazy. Shame. I don't like it when it looks like you're trying to show off. Yes. And that's what all that shiny stuff reminds me of. It looks like someone trying to show off. You know, I like my bowls that almost look like they're made out of wood and uh, or like clay you know like you dug them up at a show walters um this is from the mesopotamian era three thousand years ago yes like i want the cup that that indiana jones jesus wasn't rich he was poor i choose this one yeah I, i'm with you i think the uh I think the uh, the le- I'm a minimalist. Jen's probably a lot like Heather. Uh, Jen likes to decorate with these crazy ornaments and things everywhere. And I would just throw everything out. If it were just me living alone, it would be a, a blank a, a blank room. If that were me. Yeah. But so what? So she wants to get all this gaudy stuff. So yeah, and and I don't. So and I made a promise to myself when I when I you know proposed to Heather. I was like. I am not going to challenge anything. You know, I'm just going to be laid back, whatever she wants. It doesn't really matter. It's just stuff. But then when we're looking at all this gaudy crap, I keep thinking, well, I'm going to look at this stuff all day. You know, I, I, I work from home. I'm not going right. to be able to see I don't want to see this bronze dick in my face with <laughs> the statue that you bought. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, she knows because I've, like, I was, like, brutally honest with her when we first started dating. You know, like, I got it all out there. I was like, look, this is the roller coaster you're getting on. So either, you know, jump off now or buckle up. And she's, you know, she takes it. She deals with my crazy ADD and, you know, just the nonstop, can't sit down. Yeah. She just takes it all in stride. So she's been really flexible with me going against her gaudy uh, instincts. (laughs) So it wasn't really, like, Right. So, so, she, so what? What did you guys end up getting? 
Well, we, I mean, we didn't get anything, but we, you know, registered. I'm sorry, registered. For dishes and glasses and, like, a, a new cutting board and, you know, just stuff basically for, like, the kitchen. Like, anything that has to do with food. Is it all we, gold? No. <laughs> no, man, I told you. I, 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 I said, look, I'm not going to fight you on many things, but if I have to look at it all day, it yeah. can't be gold. Yeah, you don't want to be, you know, these bold gaudy things like you know smacking you in the face every time you're just trying to write an email it's like yeah yeah like even the dishes like they had blue <laughs> and and green and then like a like a off-white and i was like i can't just go all blue or all green it's just gonna drive me nuts the same bright color uh, i'll take the i'll take the white right off -white. Uh, i'm with you man it's neutral really? they say genius is, is, is pick green so you married but a good you, one, but but you didn't pick it. <laughs> but 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 you didn't pick it. No, the no. Uh, <laughs> I I knock him off and John just throws him down, man. Yeah, yin and yang. Yeah, that's cool though. So, would you have like, where would you draw the line? Okay, so I'll do like some stuff here, some stuff there. But if yeah. she was like, hey, I spent half the savings on this Trevi fountain in the front yard. Look at it, and it's like this big monstrosity. Would you? be like all right i'm not really cool with this or is your commitment with just rolling with it like pretty deep like i trust her instincts on what is a waste of money and what isn't you know because i mean we've been together over two years and i really do uh try to you know overemphasize how unimportant like objects are like how they're just they're stupid they're just yeah you're a good way. dude you're like you you're know, a good catholic uh, lad uh, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I don't need much. I'm I'm happy with simple things like my sweet shady that's sitting on my lap right now. A saint, uh, a real and, saint. Yeah, and uh, so I trust her, and I don't think she would buy, you know, a fountain with the statue of David, the original. Uh, right. You know, in, I spent eight million on it. How'd you get it? <laughs> I stole it. I thought this. No, but uh, yeah, she's really good about that stuff. She she does every once in a while spend probably too much money on something. But it never it's never like out of hand. Yeah, that's good. I mean that's no. I think I think a lot of most girls are like that. Jen spends right. money on stuff on you know, she doesn't money she doesn't have, she'll just buy things like, Hey, I bought this ukulele that we can hang up in the it doesn't play, but we can hang it up. That's great. <laughs> Our cable just got shut off. Thanks. <laughs> I have a uh a red acoustic guitar uh, that Sweet. I've never, never played ever. I bought it for a hundred dollars. It's nice. a uh, a court a cart. Nice. And it's just sitting in my in the corner. Under Do you play like the a, guitar? Are you a guitarist? No, I don't play one instrument. That's cool. When I come down there, it's going to be one of those. Uh, what is it? Starsky and Hush. Put that away. You know, I got yeah. the guitar. Hey, pretty little pretzel. Here's a song for you, baby. <laughs> I don't know why we're doing coke and, and but whatever it's Florida so I guess everybody does that. It's so funny how I just like. I, That's I was cool. Like you have that. I was arguing with Joe. Well, it's it's like decoration. You know, it looks yeah, cool. It is cool. Um, I was like arguing with with Joe about the Pretty Little Pretzel stuff and putting her on the show, and she was like, ah, I don't know because like that recipe isn't mine. Like someone else made that, and I just made it myself and posted it. I was like, What's everybody? Think? 
Yeah, I was like, what do you think every dish on the planet is? Nobody it's invents dishes anymore. If you do, it's disgusting. <laughs> and she's taking it. If, if somebody else invented it, she's taking it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's when I just I just stopped fighting with her, and I just, you know, we did it on the show. Like, I read her recipe, and that was, like, without her permission. So I, like, called her, and I was like, yo, uh, I read your recipe on the show and promoted your, your blog. And she was like, oh, thanks. That's awesome. I was like, yeah, see, n- nobody cares. They're great recipes, too. Oh, man, I know. And she's posted, like, a few this week. So we have, like, a couple for, like, an- the next couple shows. She's stockpiling. We got to get Pretty Little Pretzel to at least call in one day. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's no reason to be threatened about it. If, if Jackass is like myself. Well, John's a professional. John's been doing it for, like, 10 years or longer. But uh, it's. It's. Uh, Something that people need to hear, these recipes. Yeah, yeah, I can guide her. And she's really good because, you know, I would come over and – because Heather's – they're like best friends and and her husband's a cool dude. So I'd go over there and hang out and and – That's cool. I'd be like, what have you made recently? And she would explain it to me and it's really – she knows her stuff. So hearing her explain it on the show would probably be a lot better than me. You just secretly record the conversation. Yeah. John, that's illegal. <laughs> I was thinking of doing that. I was thinking of doing that for Murphy, the sports guy that we that we want to have. Because oh, I yeah. don't know. I mean, he's Murphy. it's going to be like five minutes. You Who's know? Like, Murphy? He's got to be like in and out. He's the guy that I was talking to you about that I want to oh, do the sports. I forgot his name was Murphy. ADD. I was looking at something shiny that Hey Ashley posted on Facebook. Some that she gaudy bought. plate. Dude, that's cool. We yeah. He should, Brendan Murphy, Murphy should definitely be on. That's right. Yeah. You, you you did say that. I just I was looking at somebody's shiny watch. Uh, I mentioned it. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned it confused. to him. Uh, I mentioned it to him over text, but he's in Baltimore this weekend. His family. He's from Baltimore. Uh, there was a death in the family, and uh, uh, I was like, "Hey, uh, I was like, we want you to be involved for the podcast sports segment." I don't really know how. So great yet but uh he was like awesome i was like i'll talk to him and he's one of the guys that listens to it every day like he loves our our shows oh well, we love him baltimore is a great in my opinion a great underrated sports town oh gosh yeah man but the orioles when they play and now that they're good that place is a party on on game days oh. and baltimore itself I, I love and i just had this conversation with a coworker who's never been there and she has to go there for some conference in September. And she's like, I'm afraid. I've never been there. I said, look, where where, where are you going? She's at the convention center. Okay, you're a block from Inner Harbor. It is the, like, coolest, safest, oh, yeah. nicest part of the city. There's the aquarium. There's the, I don't know what's the constellation. There's there's an old ship there. There's a submarine. There's shops. Like, oh, I always really? thought Baltimore was cool. Yeah, I used to go there with my dad and stay the night when I was a kid a lot. And then we go to, like, sick. D.C. the next day. And I love sharks so we go to the aquarium and all that and uh it's just a cool town like baltimore is cool and camden yards is second to in my opinion second to citizens bank park for what a ballpark should look like like oh absolutely you know that's what a ballpark should be that's a that's a stadium it's awesome it's so cool well my buddy um listen to this this is the craziest story so my buddy in high school was a male cheerleader I don't know why. I think it was like a bet that he lost or maybe won. Uh, but he was a male cheerleader. And then 
not like he would wear, you know, the dress and the pom-poms, but, you know, he's one of the guys that picks up the girls and throws them. And then he went to West Virginia, and he did it there. This is Murphy? No, this is my buddy who lives in Baltimore also. Ah, his okay. Name Tony, his name's Tony Martin. Yes. He's a really good dude. Yes. Uh, he's, he's, all right. So he lives up there. Cheerleader in high school, male cheerleader for West Virginia University. Then Sweet. he became a cheerleader, male cheerleader, the only team in the NFL, Baltimore Ravens. Wow. And then Baltimore Ravens, if you remember, three years ago won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And Tony yeah. has a Super Bowl ring. Wow. I How know. cool is that, man? That's awesome. I was like, what a payoff. You know how many times he must have gotten teased? Well, I know he has. He told All his friends still do. Who gives a shit? I got a Super Bowl ring. What do you have? Herpes? <laughs> it's amazing. On the, on the day. Do you ever on wait? The, Go ahead, on sorry. On the day of the Super Bowl, when the Ravens come running out of the tunnel onto the field, you know when it starts? Oh, yeah. Smoke, Tony led the team with the giant Ravens flag running onto the field of the Super Bowl. What? I know, man. He's got to get on the show, man. We need to recap. Oh, he's great. He actually does video. Like, he'll video, um, you know, like weddings and make their, you know, their their wedding video. That's a lot of money in that, dude. Edit and stuff. Oh, yeah. He's, dude, he travels all over this world. I always say, I posted the other day. It's awesome. The other day, I posted the podcast, like, in the morning and said, you know, uh, your, your job's boring. So listen to the podcast at work, uh, except Tony Martin. His job is so boring, even we can't help him. Because I always right. make fun of him. I always make fun of him because he's always posting pictures in, like, China and Spain. Yeah, my and job Germany. sucks. And I'm like, you're so, I'm so bored by you. <laughs> right. It's I can't like help an it. It's an ongoing joke. Oh, man, this private jet to, the, to Bora Bora is crazy. If I have one more yeah. risotto and shot, oh, I'm going to turn into a risotto and shot. Yeah, I'm playing with myself right now in my car. Thanks. We got to get him on the show. You know what's cool about the Super Bowl ring? It, if I wonder if you like, I want to ask him: Does he wear it, or is that like tucked away in like a glass case? Oh, I've I've seen it last um, last baseball season in like July, I guess. I flew up there. Wow. For like a, a uh, like a weekend, and went to awesome. an Orioles game. He lives. Like, you go to the rooftop of his building, and you can see both stadiums. Like, the Orioles and the Ravens are right next to each other. You can oh, see it's beautiful. And That's cool. I saw it. It's so huge. It looks like a watch for your family. Really? It's crazy, man. I mean, the, the players get the ones with all the real diamonds. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everybody else gets, like, a, you know, kind of like a replica, but it's still pretty amazing and it's got the two ravens on it because it's their second super bowl it's it's just i don't know to me he had it like in That's a box cool. how does that work do they make two sets of rings like they do with the hats so whoever or do they make they don't get the rings right after the game they get it like weeks later or do they get it that that night they present them to them actually like the first game of the next season okay so the they're not like wasting them. all these millions of dollars in like rings for a loser no, no, no. Yeah, I guess whoever wins, then they, you know, they take four months, five months, whatever it is, yeah, and make them. Uh, and then yeah, I remember so when cool. they, when the Phillies won the next cool. year, the next year, the first home game, they were they were presented them. Yeah, 
Yeah, I remember that too. That's so. I, I guess it applies to both sports. Yeah, probably. All. I, I wonder. Do you remember? Do you know at the end of every Super Bowl when the whoever wins the game they get like the hat that's just like Buffalo yeah, Bills XX. Well, it's never the Bills, but Cowboys right. XX whatever champion. Obviously, yeah. they made two sets of hats, so I've always wanted to get like the losers hat, and, like wear it around, so they're like they didn't win. Yeah. It's like they did in the game I was watching. Because clearly, you know, hats cost nothing to the NFL, so they'll make like two sets of hats. But uh, yeah, and they make they make the shirts too, and then I think all the shirts of the team that doesn't win, they get sent to you know Africa. Right. Yeah. They. That's good to the NBA. Like to the less fortunate, they don't destroy them. You know, they're somebody's yeah. wearing them. I know. It still feels like an insult, though. It's insulting. Yeah, it's like putting Chief Joseph's head on a stamp. It's like, well, didn't we? Didn't uh, we kill them? Yeah, right. And now we're displaying his head on our mail. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna do that. They were gonna of, come out with an Al Sharpton stamp. Uh, what? But people don't know which side of the stamp to spit on. How are we doing? Oh, it's a Jackie joke. How are we doing, Detroit? Uh, how are we doing, with Detroit? Do you remember watching do you remember how boring well Super Bowls are never boring but do you remember for me at least in the early 90s some of them are some of them are very boring but the lead up and everything's fun but recently uh, it's been really good yeah it was like the NFC would win every year and there was a period of like three years where it was like the Bills and the Cowboys like every year yes and then finally I think it was like the Niners and the charge no it was it went like this ready if you crazy. don't, yeah. It was Bills-Giants. The Bills lost on a field goal at the very end of the game that went right. wide left, just barely. Uh, then the next year was Bills-Redskins, and Redskins and stupid Mark Rippian Ugh. beat the Bills again. And now this is the Bills team that had Jim Kelly, had Thurman Thomas, yeah. had Andre Reid, had Bruce Smith, had this like, was unbelievable a tank. team, yeah. and they couldn't get past the NFC East, every team except the Eagles. So after the Redskins, they played the Cowboys back-to-back games in like 55-12 to 12 blowouts. That's what it was. Yeah, it was and Troy then, Aikman like throwing it down, and then uh, you had um, Emmett, Emmett Smith. Smith like dunking in the end zone because like he was just scoring too many touchdowns like it was a joke yeah. at that point. He's like getting bored. Yeah, he's like, I just, I'm ready to go to Disneyland. And, and then the next year... It was the 49ers because they got Deion Sanders and they finally beat the Cowboys in the NFC Championship. Right. And they beat the Chargers in like the most boring Super Bowl ever. You know where uh, I was at that game? Where? Rich Astor's house. No way! Yeah, I was in the basement My of cuss. Rich. I'll, it was fun. I was with uh, your cousin and because uh, we went to like Unami together. Yes. And uh, watched the game and I remember we lost interest like – after oh, the yeah. halftime and it was I think we were playing like some board game I think it was like uh, oh god Crossfire or something like that it was some game oh, that wasn't even current game. that he just like had and it was like let's just play a game and have chips yeah it was like Steve Young had six touchdowns uh, yeah. it was like 48 to 20 it was it was. I mean I loved that team I was a big fan but uh, it was a boring game and then after it that it was Dallas and Pittsburgh and Dallas won again. Dude, that game was – I had fun. You know Dan Carr. Yeah. I watched it at his, like, dad's house, and they were diehard Steelers fans. Yeah. 
motherfuckers. And I didn't really. I I I actually hate the Steelers. I hate it more than New England. I I hate the the Steelers. I hate to say it. I don't know why. It's the terrible towel and just I just hate everything about the Steelers. They just wow. I see red with them. I think it was because wow. my friend's girlfriend, who's his wife now, who I love, is a big Steelers fan, and she, they always had the terrible towel out, and I was like, they're just an ugly team. Like and the they're so thing. spoiled. Yeah. So Six I wanted the Steelers to lose, and they did, and. His whole family was like let down, like somebody you thought somebody died, and I was like, "Oh, it's really, I'm sorry, man." There's always next year, and I'm like, "Yes." And I hate the Cowboys too, but I know. Um, but I was, I just, I can't stand the Steelers. When I ever ever told you my experience with like the Steelers, no, you know, pray you tell. Know, you go to Penn State, and uh, you know you're right in the middle of Pennsylvania. Yeah, and you you see Steelers fans everywhere, because think about it. The Eagles have never won a Super Bowl. The Steelers had won four by then. So the majority of the generation that grew up in the 70s are all huge Steelers fans because they were so good back then. Yeah, Terry Bradshaw was like their father. Oh, my God. Yes. Literally. Yes. They That's worship. Excellent. There's so many, like, icons out there. Meanwhile, the Eagles have, like, you know, Ron Jaworski and Randall Cunningham. Never really right. won anything. So you're like, oh, weird. Dakota. Realize in the middle of the state, it's mostly Steeler fans. Sure. And then you find out that they hate us. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. I don't care about the Steelers. You would they think would they wouldn't. Eagles. Like two Pennsylvania teams, you think there'd be, but no. Yeah, I always thought it was cool. I'm like, oh, well, you know, my AFC teams are Steelers. You know, they're in Pittsburgh. I guess I, I'd root for them if I had one, if I had an AFC team. Uh, I don't yeah. not root for them. I was indifferent about the Steelers. Sure. So it was weird when it was the first Sunday I was there, and you know I have my Eagles jersey on, and I'm Let's walking get some to brother sandwiches. I'm walking. What? I was Steelers reference. Stupid. The French fries and their sandwiches? The Promanti brothers. Promanti brothers. Yeah, let's have let's put an egg on a on a sandwich. It's soggy. They bread. have oh yeah. The Roethlisberger. They have one of those down here. It's it's open twenty four seven, but Roethlisberger. It's, ca- it's cash only. No, a Promontes. Oh, oh! I thought you said there was a Roethlisberger sandwich. Does he eat those? Yeah, no, that is a burger you can order. Oh, I heard so, they. Re- I heard the Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger, they really rape you with the prices. I mean, it's <laughs> crazy. I mean, it's like you don't want to do it, but like you feel like you have to, and then you're kind of forced to pay for. It. Like he's just he's really manipulative. Anyway, I'm sorry. What, what was you're kind of forced too, but you don't <laughs> want anyone to know. So like it's you terrible. go in a bathroom, go in a bathroom stall, and just like shut right. it down. Here's your beads. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm walking to UniMart to get uh, who knows what for the Eagles game, and I hear from a balcony, you know, four stories up. Fuck the Eagles. What? And I'm like, I'm like, what Dallas fan or Giants fan? And I'm like, two guys in Steelers jerseys. I'm like, what the fuck? And I like raise my arms. I'm like, what? Fuck the Eagles. Eagles suck. I was like, what? What? You suck. Fuck you. And then it just became like a war. And the day, and that was the season, the, well, like a couple seasons later, when we had T.O. and we went to the Super Bowl. But in the middle of that season, we were both undefeated. The Steelers played the Eagles. That's right. They, they kicked our ass. That should have been a PAPA Super Bowl. Right. It was really close to that. So, all right. So, 
they beat us that day. It was like 27-3. They blew us out. The f- streets of State College just flood with black and yellow <sighs> jerseys, and they're just chanting, uh, here we go, Steelers, here we go. Oh. Most generic chant ever. Oh, yeah, their song they, sucks. They were doing S-T-E-E-L-E-R-S, Steelers, you know, like E-A-G-L. Right. And we were like, it was, dude, it was nauseating because <sighs> that was a 1 o'clock game. So at 4 o'clock, that started right outside That's my crazy. building. For that, hours. The Steelers won that game, right? They killed us. Yeah. But we went the last – the NFC Championship game. It was the 1 o'clock game. We beat Michael Vick and the Falcons. Yes. We won the first game. The Steelers and the Patriots were next. So as soon as we won, my brother – it was when my brother and I lived together. And, like, our roommates, we were all Philly guys – we all just ran Sweet. down to that same street where all the Steelers fans were before, you know, six or seven weeks earlier, mid-season. And we're chanting. We're like, oh, to the Super Bowl. This is crazy. Everybody, let's go to, you know, whatever. Yeah, you're like, go nuts. So 20 of us, all in green, go to this bar where I used to work. Or actually, where I worked at the time. And uh, as a bouncer. And... We're there, the and muscular. we're just going crazy. We're, we have, like, the table's just full of pitchers of beer, and we're watching the Steelers-Patriots game, rooting for the Patriots maybe more than we rooted for the Eagles in the game previously. Yeah, we I were get just, it. We were like, fuck, that Steelers. We're doing chants, like, inbred Hicks, inbred <laughs> Hicks, at the Steelers they are fans. New Stanton. At the bar, at the bar, at this restaurant that I currently worked at, we're chanting this. Like 20 of us, just crazy, round. Oh, it's so fun. And at halftime, my manager comes over to me. And I'm blind drunk at this point. (laughs) You're throwing up. Passenger, get your guys out of here. And I go, I look at him like he just, you know, told me he's going to go kill my mother. Yeah. And I said, no. We're not leaving. And he wow. just turns around and walks away. So, you know, reality slowly caught up with me. And I was like, uh, I turned around to Rye. I'm like, yo, we got to get out of here. So as we're leaving, wow. every Steelers fan that was there is yeah. like all crowded towards the front door leaving also. So in like four Ugh. minutes... The restaurant was completely empty. Like, we, we made them want to leave. You're like a little leaf in a pot full of beans. <laughs> I was like, uh, well, sorry. We just caused the whole restaurant to leave. You're not going to yeah. make any money today. And we're going to leave, too. That's and, awesome. And and then I got fired. It was like the one job that I've ever gotten fired from. And you were probably, like, glad it came out that way because it's, like, principal. It was worth That's it. crazy. Yes. So everybody I, I, left. They went out of business two days later. Yeah. Wow. Well, the crazy That's awesome. thing is, months later, I tried to go there just, you know, as a patron, and yeah. I'm on a band for life list. Oh come on. And I was like, whatever, band for life. It's not Disneyland. Let them in. I went back three years later. My. We just lost John again. If you're a fan of football or sports in general, then your spot to listen to him is at the podcast so every day. Anyway, so John just gave a recap on his summary story of uh, 
being obviously a Philadelphia fan. And uh, keep the momentum going. John's back. So, John, you went there Sorry. three years later as a patron. I went there as a patron three years later. They scanned my driver's license, and it said banned, banned for life. <laughs> I was Get like, over Still? it. For, forgive the man. He's, he's here to pay money to watch a game and drink a beer. And the guy at the door is someone that worked there, you know, when I was there with, you know, like, and I was like, yo, Jason, you know me. Like, and he's like, I'm sorry. I don't own the place. He wouldn't let me in. I was like, oh, jeez. But now that, that place is called the Gingerbread Man. And I, I was telling the truth that it was a bouncer there. Oh. Uh, and the stuff you saw and heard from you know drunk frat guys hitting on girls i just feel bad for women overall i bet like this is their only option us that's terrible <laughs> yeah this... we at least have women right this is it this is what it's come to this is civilization halted Jeez, that's a yeah. funny story though man that's crazy crazy dude but i i feel justified because oh yeah time to eat. like there was nothing no one could control me that night i was so excited oh yeah do you remember when the eagles went to the super bowl i mean when they won the game to go it was like mayhem in yes. southeastern pennsylvania it was crazy yeah there was no like it didn't get like violent though right? no no as it 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 wouldn't really it's not that you know it's just <laughs> excitement i guess it was like christmas time and everyone's just going nuts you were in L.A. then, right? Uh, no, I was in, uh, was in PA. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, 2004. Yeah. I forget. I was. Uh, I came home to watch it, and that Super Bowl, I mean, that was just gut-wrenching. You know, there's a, oh, minute, it's horrible. A, a minute and a half left, McNabb's vomiting on the field during oh. the game. Campbell's suit. And just, <laughs> yeah, that chunky coming right back up. And uh, we just couldn't get it done. Uh, that was tough. T.O. was doing the Eagle dance after he made like a completion. It's like, it's, I'll, stop. I'll, I'll stop never it. forget the first game. Like, we were all so excited. We're like, oh, my God, we have a primary wide receiver, like arguably the best receiver in the league. We've never had this before. Definitely. McNabb finally has like another weapon besides Westbrook who does everything. And the first game against the Giants, T.O., three touchdowns. <laughs> Yeah, tore it up. I was like, we're just going to walk all over everyone. And we he was on fire. Did. Yeah, we. that was a great season. That really was. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that was it. It look, was supposed look, to happen look. then. Looks good now. Yeah. All right, I think if uh, it's cool with you, I'm going to wind it down and go grab some grub. Because I'm a little chicken almost every single night. I need a little chicken in my belly too. Night chicken. <laughs> Dude, why don't you eat before the show? Or is that too early? It's L.A. We starve ourselves. We're going to eat and throw it up <laughs> afterwards. i got to shoot tomorrow. Side projects. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> no. Uh, All right, man. No, I'm good. I'm going to start just, yeah. But this is yeah. a great this is a great, great episode of Nerd 35. I really enjoyed uh, uh, our time. I, I think this might be the best one. I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah. And we're thankful that you listen to it out there. Tweet us at the podcastle. Help us get to 1,000 at the underscore yes. podcastle. And uh, we'll keep you posted with Sean Caden's dates and uh, all that jazz. We'll see and the 24-hour podcast. 24-hour podcast with partnering with the Ocean Conservancy. Big the amazing Shark Week. Big moves. Maybe. All right, we love you. Good night. See ya. Bye.